0: welcome to Conscious Revolution podcast. I am so happy to have you here and have us share your journey, your wisdom, and um, your experiences and the experiments, as I think the human design uh, community likes to call it. So very, very, very warm welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm honored that you invited me.
0: Before we kickstart this, uh, I would love you to introduce yourself to my audience, uh, to whoever is listening to you, perhaps for the first time, who's never heard of you, maybe. uh, Yeah, I would love to have you introduce yourself.
1: Hasn't everyone heard of me? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, my name is Crystal Woods. Uh, I currently live in Connecticut, which is in the Northeast. um, And... I have two children. I'm a mother. I also am a human design specialist. I got into human design a little over four years ago as I was kind of branching out and starting my own business, which really my entire journey has been incredibly organic. Never set out to be who I am right now, doing what I'm doing. It just kind of happened. Uh, Of course, thinking back, I was always, I always kind of, uh, what's the expression? Um, I can't think of it right now, but I always kind of danced to my own music and I was always a little bit different, always kind of felt a little bit like an outsider, always kind of felt... What's that?
0: Eccentric maybe?
1: I've always been a little bit eccentric for sure, I think on the inside, but for a really long time, I've always been really good at playing the game. And what I mean by that is I've always been really good. And I think there are a lot of reasons for this but i've always been able to sort of read the room read people know exactly how to curate an image of myself that was going to that people were going to react well to and part of it was sometimes you know wanting to control what people think of me and how they feel about me But as I learned more about human design and started understanding more about myself, I realized that I was really repressing so much of who I was. And so for the last four plus years, it's been this really beautiful and also messy journey of really uncovering what some of those layers are and really getting to the core of who I am. And so now in my work, this is what I help other people do. And I work primarily with those who identify as creative, intuitive, entrepreneurial. So many other people who agree with me that, you know, we are different, we are all unique and wanting to really get to the core of who they are and build a business, build a life, build a legacy based on that instead of what those expectations are. So in a nutshell and kind of high level, that's who I am and that's the work that I do in the world
0: now. And I love that, how that was not a cookie-cutter intro (laughs) or a short bio. Uh, And I especially loved how you mentioned your kids, that you're a mother, even before you mentioned you're a human design expert. (laughs) So uh, that's really interesting also because of the way I kind of like thought about inviting you on the podcast. With a post that you posted a couple of days ago around Christmas and uh, super kind of like vulnerable. And I also feel like very hit, it just hits. I think I even read all the comments and how everybody felt so relieved and resonant to read that post. Uh, but do you wanna talk a little bit about that post you posted on Christmas?
1: Yeah, so really for the last year and a half, it's been a huge transition period for me personally. And most notably in the last few months, I'm just going through a big, a big transition in my personal life and it's been incredibly challenging emotionally. And now that I am a mother, it just adds another layer to those challenges. And I think around the holidays, there's all, it's already so emotionally charged as mothers, we already feel so much pressure to create this magical experience for our children. And normally, I'm all about that. I'm all about the magic because I'm, you know, a little kid on the inside too. And so I love doing that. This year, though, it it took everything out of me to do the bare minimum for them. Additionally, now my business is at a level where I I can't just hide for a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, I really i have to be present i have to show up i have a team that i'm leading i have clients i have students i have interviews like this that regardless of how i'm feeling i got to show up and it's it's pressure you know it's pressure that i i mostly love but it's pressure nonetheless and i think you know with all of that pressure i just i've reached you know several breaking points and it just, I was on my knees. I remember just in the bathroom crying on my knees, like, what do I do right now? I don't even know what to do. I just feel so like paralyzed. And I i heard clear as day, tell the truth, tell the truth. And so that's when I created that post. And I was like, listen, this is just how it is right now. And of course, people came out of the woodwork like, oh my gosh, yes, I so resonate with that. Because We all resonate with this pressure and we're all out here you know especially online all these highlight reels we're all out here trying to show how amazing our lives and our businesses are because yes that is a great marketing tactic everybody i know we're going to talk about the not self but everybody has these very tender parts of themselves where they feel extra pressure and when we're out here saying oh it can be easy it can be fun Look how look how beautiful this is. Look how much money I've made. All of those claims really pour salt into those not-self wounds and that pressure that we feel, and I just wanted to be like, listen, this is how it is for me right now, and also I'm still showing up for my kids, for myself, for my business. It's hard. I'm on my knees crying in the bathroom, but I'm still here. I'm still showing up, you know? And I think my intention behind that was yes, to tell the truth, but it was also to say like, you get to be messy, emotional. You get to go through major things in your life. You get to experience the full range of human experience, all the beauty, but also all the ugly and still be worthy of having a happy family and a profitable soul aligned business and friends who love you like even in those spaces where we have a hard time loving ourselves we still get to remember that we are worthy of being loved and we are worthy of all the things that we desire so and judging from the comments i think that that message was pretty loud and clear um but that's really kind of my outlook on life right now is I get to be all of the things and still have what I want, you know?
0: And and I love how every single conversation I have with a podcast guest, it's so resonant with the timing, with where I am in my life. Like literally this morning, I was sitting in a park and I was like, like literally like today is not one of the most high vibe days for sure. Feeling very messy, very tender, very vulnerable and again yes still showing up uh but also I was just sitting and I was like literally feeling the same way like as you said in, in, in 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 your post that we feel that once we have this or that then we are gonna feel good or we're gonna feel happy all the time but it literally like kind of like hit me like really really hit me today like oh no like it's 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 not so correlated as much as I think, and I think this is also a lot of conditioning around the whole manifestation community that we all have been kind of like a part of, which kind of like asks you to be, to feel good, to feel happy. And you feel like, oh, if I'm feeling shitty right now, that means that I'm not ready for that thing that I'm calling in. I'm not ready for that for that relationship or for that family or that money or whatever for for us it is. And uh, I think you expressing that very loudly and very clearly was like such a beautiful permission slip that, okay, hey, look at this person. She is like doing apparently great in her finances and her business. And for so many people I'm sure who follow you, that would be like a dream, right? That's somewhere where they feel like if only I get there, I would have I can leave all of this messiness behind me. I won't feel this bad, this shitty, this vulnerable all the time, um, most of the times. Uh, but you kind of like just put it out there. Um, no, it, it, it doesn't mean that you don't get to uh witness or experience vulnerability or messiness or emotional highs and lows, all of that. So thank you so much for really putting that out. Uh, I think a lot of us needed it, especially during the Christmas, the New Year window, which is just like so loud with the matrix. It's just literally out there in your face. you would be like, oh, um, I thought I have healed so much. Where's that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And again, with the pressure, you know, when I first started my business, that 100K milestone was like whoa if i could just get there like everything oh my god i will be this rich i will be rich and i will just have everything that i want and need and, blah, and i'll be relaxed and i'll be blah. it's like no actually that's not how it works and you know then getting to that point and realizing wow i actually feel the same exact way about my money that I did when I was making like $12,000 in my business, which is what I, is what I brought in my first year of business, $12,000. And I'm like I feel almost not not the same, but almost the same way despite doing all of this energy work and emotional work and embodiment work and blah, 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 all of this work trying to fix my relationship with money. But what I've unlocked in the last year or so is actually all of those tools are super helpful as you are doing the actions. So like if you're not doing the actions with all of the other stuff, the manifestation and the energy and the emotions, like you're always going to feel the same way about money, no matter how much there is, because actually money's just a number. Yeah. And the meaning that we put to that number is what matters. But, you know, for me, it was like, oh, actually I have to sit down and look at my numbers every single day. I don't have to journal about money every day, but I do have to look at my numbers every single day. I have to do my money dates. I have to learn how to manage it i have to learn how to save it i have to do all of these actions that as a creative impulsive you know spirit like spiritual person that i am is like actually i kind of have to just come back down to earth and do these things in order for me to change my relationship to money and fundamentally change my patterns with it and that's where the real change occurs but of course there are always those moments like around christmas where there's all this pressure and all of these you know for me at least this year a lot of the my childhood wounds like came out during during the holiday time and the end of the year and it was like all these things coming to me and making me feel like i was just going backwards With all of this work, you know, and that was one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel exactly how I did five years ago. How is this possible? But I'm not who I was five years ago. Healing is a spiral. You know, it's sometimes we have those moments where it feels similar, but it's not, you know, we are growing, we are changing. And yes, my business is very, very different now than it was then. And so is my relationship to myself and my money and my business. So. You know, but that honesty, I think we need that honesty. We need to know that yes, you can hit these milestones and still feel exactly the same. So perhaps focusing on how you feel and also making the moves at the same time is the best way that we can navigate that, you know?
0: Yeah. And as an emotional authority, uh, this is something which is like a big journey and a lesson for me, honestly, because uh I think it's just, there's something which I'm really learning. And that's like not to judge how you feel with respect to like, always like, oh, I feel happy. That means I've come a far long way. And oh, I'm feeling shitty. That means I must be doing something wrong. And it's this, as you said, that it doesn't matter how much money you were making in your first year or now you're making. Feelings and emotions are just that. Feelings and emotions. (laughs) They've got nothing, not so much to do with... The external, as much as our human minds have, I think been it's been conditioned or maybe the not self of it, <laughs> now we're getting there, <laughs> uh, which has been like kind of like received this conditioning that you will feel happy if you have this, if you do this, if you hit this milestone, if you hit that milestone, but maybe the emotional energetics do not work so much in that behavior as we expect it to as we have expected and so many times like I also feel like now at least I'm in a space where I'm like very welcoming and open and receptive to how I'm feeling as opposed to earlier when you feel like oh it's not good to feel this way and I would just spiritually bypass basically <laughs> so many times and that would actually now if I look at it oh my god if you would just feel it for once it would actually become so much easier not just for your emotional, mental, and physical body, but also in terms of the energetics as well, I feel like. Uh, because everything comes back around, as you said, like things you experience about your inner child, the wounds from your childhood coming back around. It's probably just to heal a part of you. And as you said, it kind of like comes back in different layers. It's just not the same thing. But again, it's got maybe. We need to really like kind of like stop judging ourselves and tracking our progress based on uh, our emotional highs and lows. I mean, especially as a defined (laughs) emotional solar plexus, like as as an emotional authority, that's like if I have done that all my life and it's not been good because that's where I would say... So much juice comes from, so much passion comes from, so much creativity births from, so much love and service actually emerges from. And yes, a part of it is really like now when I look back, it's like whenever I've cut myself off from that because, oh, that's not high vibe or I wouldn't be worthy if I'm feeling shitty today. Uh, it's always got even like in a downward spiral for me. <laughs>
1: Well, absolutely. And your mind creates a story about the feeling in your body. Like we're still learning to understand more about emotions. We don't know that much. Yeah. And so, but what I've realized is, you know, the, cause the mind wants to figure everything out and the mind will, will tell a story about the feeling and your body remembers all these emotions. And so you start to feel an emotion that's similar to something you felt, who knows, five years ago and your body's imme- or your mind is immediately telling a story about that emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe at
1: that point in your life, you really didn't have any self-worth. You were really depressed. You were really identifying with those emotions. And suddenly you find yourself, like you said, in that downward spiral, almost recreating that whole scenario. The human design, similar. That
0: identity, I feel. For sure. The same yes. identity. As you said, you're not the same person anymore. But because you experience the same wave, you feel like, oh, I'm just the same person. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and many of us identify with our emotions. So instead of saying, Oh, I'm feeling sad right now, it's like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm a sad girl. No, that's actually well, that's sad. that that makes a huge difference. That's you identifying with your emotions. And I too am emotional authority in human design. And so I'm always on an emotional wave somewhere too. And I think not identifying with the different points on that emotional wave and really just surrendering. I remember it was right before Christmas. uh, I was just having one of the lowest lows I had had in such a long time. And I think what made it so much lower was this expectation I had for myself to, like, just boss up and be magical because, like, it's almost Christmas. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as I was like, you know what, I just need to accept that this is how I'm feeling right now, and I just need to kind of surrender to it. And of course, I got sick, like, that day. Uh, My body actually got really sick. I was like, okay, my body is begging me to just do nothing right now and to cry and to feel all of these things. And as soon as I accepted it, as soon as I surrendered to it, it moved through me. It moved through me quickly. I felt so much clearer and so much more hopeful and so much more positive the very next day and also had this new outlook. And as you said, and as I coach, you know, I coach so many emotionals as well, and whether you have emotional authority or you don't we all experience emotions we can all learn so much from our emotions when we stop identifying with them and when we stop telling stories about them with our minds our emotions mm-hmm. are meant to be felt with our bodies and then perhaps reflected on and for me my best writing a lot of time a lot of the time comes out of those lows you know, because I've, I've learned something, I've gained a new perspective, or sometimes it completely changes my direction. And that was the case for me this time was, it really showed me, you know, I'm feeling so low right now, I think, because a lot of my actions are not in alignment with what I'm saying that I want, and with what I know in my heart that I want. So I'm saying I want this, My heart is feeling that I want this, but I'm doing things that are really out of alignment with that. And so of course I'm going to have an emotional experience around that because there's dissonance there. And so that emotional experience really made me stop, reflect, and come to this realization that, no, I need to change my actions. I need to change my focus. I need to change my perspective and realign myself with what i actually desire. So that was the lesson for me from this particular lo- very low low. But there's always something. Yeah. I feel like there's always something to glean from that. There's always something to learn. And so now if i'm feeling some type of way, it's like all right. Here we go. You know, what can i take off my plate today? Like how can i do the bare minimum today so that i can feel this or where can I schedule time? You know, sometimes like if I have a full day, I'm a mom and I run a business. So if I have a full day and I'm feeling that low type of way, I'm like, all right, how can I just get through the day and schedule time after the kids go to bed to feel? And if I don't do that, like it gets ugly, you know, cause it just, yeah. it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds to the point where I'm sick and I can't move. And I'm, you know, so I think, Really learning how to not identify with how you're feeling, not shy away from any perceived negative emotions. And by the way, to me, there are no positive or negative emotions. There are just emotions. And the more we are willing to feel the full range, the more we actually expand our capacity for everything. So not just what we perceive as negative, but also the bliss, the happiness, the prosperity, the abundance, the the gratitude, our capacity to hold ourselves in the negative also expands our capacity to receive the positive. Because if you can't handle, if you can't handle feeling really sad, how can you handle feeling like you're on cloud nine?
0: Yeah. So that has
1: been a huge lesson for me as well, is like the more I can surrender to this low the more I will be able to access that high, you know? And that's really where we're able to just surrender to
0: the entire experience of our lives. And that's the whole point. I think Brene Brown's vulnerability work is so much around that. I think you just summed up her entire work.
1: (laughs) That's so funny because I've actually never read Brene Brown. And I've had so many people tell me, you have to read Brene Brown, you have to read... You know i have to look at her human design because i've had so many people say that my perspective is so similar
0: i'm like i gotta maybe she's also a one three maybe she i don't um, know but yeah I, that's I, I, yeah that. for me certainly i've not been able to read like kind of like the uh, like the full range of her books because there's a lot of stats and i just can't focus so much on when it comes to a lot of numbers i'm more like a storytelling person so that's where i kind of like lose connect with her but her body of work around emotions, around full acceptance, around vulnerability specifically. I think she also has a Netflix documentary or something and a, or a TED Talk, which is also so, I think, very famous, I think. But I think that kind of like got me to really like, oh, my God, the first time I think I heard that. And then it kind of like, you know, sinks and layers. We're like, yes, I cannot feel the full spectrum of my happiness if I do not really allow myself to feel Because I think because of all the wounds and all the conditioning so much, as you said, like uh, we tend to numb ourselves collectively. That's what's happening. That's what has happened. That's where we are. I think where we are going with the whole mutation in the solar plexus, we are like feeling in a way which I think we haven't in a very long time since humanity has come here. Um, And uh, it can be very uncomfortable for sure because we're just not used to it. And as you said, like scheduling time, like for sure, it's something which I have only recently started to do to like really plug in my earphones and listen to some specific songs, which I know will make me feel uh, because I I just know that otherwise I will never allow myself to feel if I don't really schedule that. That's just like, uh, unfortunately, it's something that we have to make time for, actually, because it's like, yes, there's been a lot of conditioning, the lot of not self, as you said, how our mind perceives uh, the identities and the stories around our emotions. So coming to not self, which is where the conditioning comes from. uh, Let's talk about not self. How would you like really kind of like explain it to somebody who's never heard about it? Uh, What's the not self uh, and how's been your journey to experience awareness around it and then deconditioning it? Yeah,
1: so the not self is really just these vulnerable parts of ourselves and through the human design perspective the not self is potentially you know it's really anything that's not in alignment with you and your uniqueness and your energy and your potential and purpose here this is just like high level summing it up but you know the not self a lot of times are these patterns that come from this conditioning this pressure and when i talk about conditioning Conditioning takes many forms. Conditioning happens from the moment we are born, even from in the womb, but especially, you know, from the moment we're born, we're being conditioned based on, you know, our parents are raising us some type of way. Well, that type of way might not be the most supportive to our unique being. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're doing the best that they can, but this is conditioning. So, we learn what is normal, right? I'm doing air quotes for those of you who can't see me. We learn what is normal from the people around us, whether that be our primary caregivers, whether that be, you know our our neighborhood, the people that are surrounding us as we're growing up, our schools and our teachers, and um, you know the world at large also cultural conditioning. So all of these structures, and rules, and ways of doing in the world, all of these, as we're we're children and we're growing up, we're learning, like, these are the ways to operate. These are the things to do. These are the goals to achieve. These are, you know, so all of these messages about who we should be, basically. Well, this really develops a lot of patterns within us that may or may not be in alignment with who we truly are. And I think this is where human design becomes such a powerful tool because human design shows us who we truly are. And then we're able to tease out a lot of these patterns that we have accumulated over the years that aren't actually in alignment with who we truly are. So, to give you a down to earth example, when I learned that I am a manifester and that I have an undefined sacral center, so the sacral center. There are nine centers in human design. The sacral center represents our physical life force energy. So this is energy that we use to create, to procreate, to do, to build, right? And as a manifester, my sacral center is undefined, which just means that my sacral energy is very inconsistent, unreliable. And the only time I'm really accessing sacral energy is when I am around someone else who has this consistent sacral energy, which 70% of the world's population does have that consistent, reliable sacral energy. So what that means is that 70% of the population is operating you know, pretty predictably and reliably, in accordance with that energy. but I can't I can operate that way, but I'm really not designed to operate that way. So my whole life, I really was a workaholic. I worked really, really, really hard. i I was always I was always working. I was always doing, I was always doing something because, I didn't know this, but I was absorbing this energy from around me and amplifying it because I'm not built for it. So I'm amplifying it because I'm like, oh, this feels so good. All this energy to do stuff. You know what I mean? And so I'm going and I'm doing and I'm building, and I'm creating. Well, then as soon as I'm alone, everything comes crashing down. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm emotionally low. Right. And so... You know, at one point in my 20s, I had someone really close to me tell me that she thought I was bipolar because it was almost like manic and then I'm burnt out. So I'm like, I can't move. And so really understanding how my energy operates has been an ongoing unfolding process where, you know, like running a business as a manifester, especially an emotional manifester, it's not easy. Let me just say that. Let me just put that out there. Anyone who's listening who is a manifester, like take a deep breath because it is not easy. But being able to understand how my energy operates and go with that as much as possible and understand that it comes in big short bursts based on some vision I'm like really just going towards has allowed me to completely rewire how I operate. And so like that not self what we were talking about before the not self pattern is not knowing when enough is enough not being in touch with my own energy and so these not self patterns are like doing too much going too hard um working too long you know doing things that are not really in alignment with what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be because I'm absorbing all of this energy around me unbeknownst unbeknownst to me right so uncovering that really becoming aware of the not self and how it pops up because of course it still does these patterns still pop up and being able to recognize them have the awareness and shift it in real time as much as possible is what has allowed me i think to really step into my own unique potential as a person so the Mm -hmm. not self is inevitable not a bad thing The not self actually, I believe, teaches us so much about our true selves, who we really are, because it provides contrast. It provides the contrast to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, operating like this in the not self, of course it's out of alignment. That's why I'm exhausted. That's why I'm depressed. That's why I don't feel fulfilled, right? So now I know not to do that, right? It provides the contrast to help us get back on track. And as a one, three, profile in human design, you know, I'm designed to learn things the hard way. So I get to learn these things the hard way through the not-self patterns so that I can realign, so that I know what it feels like to be in alignment with who I really am, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, not-self is basically, I feel what I have experienced, it's that screaming voice for me it's it's really it's it's really a screaming voice which is like do this go here do that and it's not intuition it's very much operated out of fear maybe because i have an undefined spleen as well i can experience i have experienced like a lot of like fearful not self (laughs) which is really like which makes which now that i'm aware about not self of course like a few years back i didn't even know and i think most of us are only beginning to discover, very few of us still beginning to discover elements around not self or human design. Uh, Definitely, I feel like human design gives you a tool as you said, to understand logically, because sometimes our mind and the not self patternings can really override who we truly are, how we are here to operate. And I think I loved how you said, like it kind of like gives you this way, like, okay, if something is out of alignment, maybe that's not who i am that that's a sign that i'm not being who i really am let's discover this let's uh, investigate this as a line one profile i think because even i'm line one so um uh, maybe for others it may look like it may look and feel completely different um but yes it's just such an interesting tool i feel like also In this, when we are, when we start to learn about manifestations, healing, inner child healing, shadow work, it's like sometimes it can become like an endless road. Sometimes it can become like a spiral. It's like you're doing, 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 because honestly, it's again, as a lot of people say, it's like uh, most of the people who are attracted to the spiritual community are people who... Uh, have a lot of deep trauma and our impacts and uh, it's just how it just feels like it just pulls us in and then when we do it's like another if for me at least I can say that it just became another way to keep on repeating that self-improvement cycle that I'm not enough until I think human design gives gave me that that uh understanding and awareness that Okay, maybe this is just who you are. Maybe you're not too emotional, too messy. You're not really a sad girl just because you feel sad sometimes. Cause you also feel really crazy happy sometimes. <laughs> um, so um, yes, it's it's I I feel like uh it's it's really a perspective because I think when we start to learn about it, not self can really feel like like when you were explaining, I was like, oh, in human design, the first thing my association was like all the white centers, not self. <laughs> all the white spaces in your chart, that's not me. But then you realize what kind of wisdom also it brings because it gives you the lessons, uh, which probably, uh which I also want to like kind of bring in. Like I think you posted a reel sometime back around, Uh, not self and I think that was kind of like a moment where even I was kind of like going through it in the sense of like um, really like you know once you start to learn about all these things like oh my god did I f up oh my god did I just acted out my not self why did I do that I knew better why it's it's like how can we like kind of like stop that cycle like of blaming a not self or a conditioning like it's great that we have this awareness, which I think none of the generations before us ever had. Like why you are doing what you're doing? I think we have this whole this big spectrum of studies like across psychology or human design or astrology. This is why you're doing, but then to stop shaming yourself for it, guilt tripping yourself for it and actually having that compassion for yourself and actually using it as a way to learn how to navigate that contrast once you start learning about all this, because I know it can be super exciting, but also can kind of like feel a little uh, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the language around conditioning and not self, especially in the human design community, especially if you're new, is negative. And like, oh, the not self is bad. Oh, conditioning is bad. And I'm like, no, it's not. We are humans. We are social animals. We are designed to interact with each other. So while your human design chart is your human design chart, when we come together, when our auras come together, it's something completely different. A plus B equals C. Okay? It creates something totally different. We as humans have evolved over all of these years and are still doing this. So that tells me there's a really good reason for it. And that reason is so that we can continue to evolve without the not self, without that. I I always say this, like, without my, you know, not self and the sacral and the root center, especially, I probably wouldn't have a business. Truly, you know? So I'm like, I'm not, the not self and conditioning, they're not bad. They're just the goal is not to be like, oh, I'm not conditioned anymore or, oh, I never experienced the not self anymore. The goal is always awareness. Always mm-hmm. awareness is the goal. And so there are going to be people that you're around that bring out different parts of you that make you feel a little bit more tender, that bring up these not self patterns, this conditioning, you know, and Sometimes it's an invitation for you to set a boundary with that person. Sometimes it's an invitation for you to learn a new perspective. Sometimes it's an invitation for you to access a different part of yourself and really witness that and ask, like, what is the purpose of this? Right? And so my perspective on self and conditioning is like, okay, great. So for instance, with the non-sacral example that I gave before, my own personal experience, great, what do I do with that? I've been a workaholic my entire life. Obviously, it's not serving me in some ways. It is serving me in others. So what do I want to do with this? So really discovering what's underneath those layers and really digging through all of that, you know, that's a process I couldn't possibly cover in one podcast episode, but I will say that now. I'm able to coach my clients in a very grounded, embodied way and use what I have learned from overworking, doing too much, not having any boundaries, going through that process and realizing what are healthy boundaries? How do I set them? What is my energy cycle? How do I go with it? You know, all of these questions that I've had to learn how to answer Now I can help my clients answer them as well from a, from a really deep place, you know? So the parts of your chart that are there, that are you, that are consistent, those colored in parts, the defined parts, you know, those are great. And that's what is consistent and reliable for you. And that is what you give to others when you're around them. But what's not there is where you learn the most. That's where those really deep lessons are. Those are your teachers. And if you're willing to lean in and learn the lessons, you will be a force to be reckoned with because nothing can mess with you if you really see and fully accept yourself. There is nothing that someone can say to you that would make you be like, oh yeah, you know what, you're right, I am terrible. No, like because you truly know and fully accept yourself. There's nothing that can happen in your life that can take that away from you and i think yeah. that being able to really not just be not just be aware of the not self but be like yeah this is this is a pattern i fall into sometimes and even when i fall back into it i'm still good i'm still whole i'm still worthy i'm still amazing i still love myself you know it's yeah. okay it's okay because yeah. i know that on the other side of this there is a lesson. And I might have to learn that lesson over and over and over again in many different costumes, but I'll learn it and then I'll share it. And that will be so powerful
0: for someone. Right. Yeah. And I, and I loved how you, how, how you talked about, like, we are so like sometimes when we, if we start to see not self and the conditioning is bad, we can actually start to see connections as bad. We can actually start to see interactions as bad because we might, feel like oh my god I'm gonna pick up something that's not mine but actually sometimes like for example I have learned a lot about slowing down and resting from actually manifestors and I'm a manifesting generator I have a defined sacral but it doesn't mean that I am really good with boundaries or I never overworked or I never uh like cross my own boundaries and like deliver <laughs> uh like stretched myself and actually I learned a lot about it when I saw manifestors talking about because manifestors uh go through their rest cycles and a lot of deconditioning needs to happen of course as a part manifestor hybrid also even I experienced parts of it uh but yes it's interesting how actually I've learned the most about rest and slowing down from manifestors because when they get aware, as you said, that once you got aware, you were like, this is what I can teach and share with other people. Like, uh, where are they stretching themselves? Or where are they not honoring their, energy or their boundaries um so yes it's so interesting and i think the way i see it is also like um like i think when we have these interactions take place it's so wonderful how you said like it's it really creates a third energy it creates this third like what you and i are creating right now in this podcast it's unique it's it's a third energy that our very specific energetics are, are creating so it's like um yes I am I might be borrowing some of your energy and you might be borrowing some of my energy to kind of like give way to something new, something fresh, something uh, which if we wouldn't be exchanging energies right now, we wouldn't be. And I think it's really about, I think, practicing discernment also at times, like just because this is that person's perspective or for me, identity comes really big because I have an undefined GF it's been like a lot of deconditioning uh, s- still coming up for me uh, where i have picked up a lot of identities for people but then i think uh when it like sets in like oh i can actually accept or reject like if i like it i can actually keep it and if i don't like it i can actually say oh no like that's you but i don't like it uh and i think just practicing this discernment can uh, actually make it so much more easier and in balance because then we are I think the half twos and the shoulds I feel like human designs uh the ultimate I feel uh purpose motive is really like to eliminate the shoulds, the half twos, and I mean that's what deconditioning is really about, right, even without human design.
1: Right. The shoulds and the have tos are the, th- th- those are the not self patterns. Those are th- those are the pressures, you know, yeah. that come from those not self patterns. And so as soon as you say, oh, I should do this, that's immediate indicator to, to dig deeper. Why do I feel like I should do this? What is the belief that's underneath that? And let me bring in that discernment, right? It's like awareness. Next step is discernment. Okay, I'm aware that I'm feeling the pressure to do this because who knows, maybe I'm trying to prove that I'm successful. So I feel like I have to do this in my business in order to prove that. Where does that come from? And is that true for me? Yeah. Or is there another way that feels more in alignment that I don't feel like I have to do, but I actually want to, right? So yeah, I I love that you brought that up.
0: Yeah, that was actually about gonna be like my next question. I was about to ask you, how does the not self present itself? But I think we kind of like already answered that it just came through. So I think that's also the miracle of, I think, when it's like a lot of times when we we can actually experience this, when we interact, that a lot of times we might not have to, I think where we are going with heightened awareness, uh, we might actually not even have to say half the things. Like it's so natural. Like, as I said, that was going to be my next question, but somehow that came up for me. And then you just compressed it in a beautiful way and like step one, step two, step three. And that's like wonderful. <laughs> I have the cross of explanation. So it's basically ah. what I'm here
1: on earth to do is what you just said. <laughs> Distill it that's,
0: down. Yeah. yeah. That's and, and that's the most interesting part, right? Like, uh, I think when we get a human design chart, report, reading, we feel like, oh, this is what I have to live as, as, as my time here on the planet. But so much when you actually start digging deep into it, because at first it might feel new, but actually, you don't have to become anything, you have to actually unbecome because this is how you actually do all the time, even when you don't recognize like, for me, I know like as a manifesting generator, of course, the first advice, everybody's like, oh, you're here to kind of like, you're really great with multitasking, and you're passionate, And uh, you always have a hobby. And at that time, I was like, oh, my God, I need to have hobbies. And oh, I have stopped doing all of these things that I used to do. But now when I look back, I mean, I was writing a post the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, actually. There is never a time when I'm not learning something. There's never a time when I don't, I'm not actually engaging in something as a line one as well. Uh, it's just something so natural, which I would not even like count as something that I'm doing. It's just effortless. and It's a part of my energetics. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like uh, that kind of like really sums up the, uh, the experience of like not self uh, kind of uh, for anybody who's navigating through that um, anything else you would want to add on to this conversation about the not self about navigating through it and uh, not really feeling like uh, we have to prove something we have to be something
1: yeah just that there's no destination you know Mm -hmm. in this work and you know There's never going to be a point where you're like, okay, I've deconditioned completely. And I've healed completely. And now I can have whatever I want. Like The main message that I want everyone to take away is that you are whole just as you are. You are worthy just as you are just because you're alive. And any desire or anything that's on your heart that you want for yourself or you want for your life or you want to feel, you can access that now just as you are. And I think when we can really believe that, or at least begin to believe that, it takes so much pressure off, so much pressure off, because you get to just be who you are and be aware of it and observe yourself and be like, oh, it's just, you're getting to know yourself all over again. And it gets to be fun. You know, it doesn't have to be dark or hard or whatever. I feel like there's like so much language around that. Oh my God, deconditioning is so hard. It doesn't have to be hard. You know, it gets to just be what it is. And there are going to be challenging moments, of course, but even in the, in the most challenging moments, you're still worthy of whatever you want of the life that you want to live. So that's the only thing that I would add is to, that's like really what I want everyone to take away from this deconditioning and awareness and discernment are all beautiful practices. And really the whole point of this work. And also you get to just chill, you know, you can chill and enjoy yourself and enjoy your life just every day, whether you're healed or deconditioned or you're not.
0: Yeah. Because also this takes time, right? It's not something which you're going to do in one session or one month or even a year, like apparently seven years it takes, but who knows? (laughs) how much really time it takes and for all of us it can look so different and can look so unique Uh, but when we have this destination our minds can really put up a lot of this pressure to perform to live up a certain expectation I feel then we fall in that same trap that we're trying to escape from Uh, and uh, yes uh, thanks for just putting it up so beautifully together. I think human design or anybody I talk to who is, who teaches human design, I think they always end up giving you such big permission slips. Uh, for me, that's what I think human design really is, a permission slip to just be you. And uh, I think for, I think what I can see in your work as well, I feel like uh, the way you kind of like express and share it, it it's so um, potent, that energy of, uh uh, being who you really are and, and and just being unapologetic about it like not waiting for that one day when you get to <laughs> live your dream or uh, when you get to live uh, any milestone and doing the work side by side and actually experiencing joy and fun through that uh Thank you so much, Crystals. Thank you so much for being here and adding your beautiful energy here and giving us so much of wisdom and lesson and this beautiful, fresh perspective. I think manifesto has always um, kind of like blow me away with their fresh energy somehow. Uh, it's very electrifying for an MG, honestly. <laughs> it's like uh, you're riding at 200 and a manifesto energy kind of like gets you to 400, I feel. <laughs>
1: I love that. And I love MG energy too, because it's like I I feel this the sacral, which of course, like it's addicting to manifestors. Like, oh more, give me more of that. It's juicy, you know? So yeah. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks to all the listeners who tuned in. I hope that you learned something. And I'm sure you'll put a link to um go check me out on Instagram. I have tons of if you're just getting started, there's tons of stuff there for you to consume. Um and to learn about. And I think really the whole point is not just to absorb and consume all the information, but actually, as we said in the beginning of this episode, experiment, you know, what would it look like to actually try out some of the things that you learn? And um, if you ever want to say hi to me, Instagram is probably the best place to do it. You can just slide on into my DMs. I love to hear from listeners, Uh, but otherwise, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all that information. As I said, I was actually about to ask you if you would want to share how can people find you. I read your uh, mind. Yeah, definitely. So love that. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you being here and having the space to have this beautiful conversation. Uh, Thank you. (laughs)